On the pedestal, these words appear. My name is Paul Samuel Feig, King of Kings. Look on my works, ye mighty, in despair. Nothing beside remains. Round the decay of that colossal wreck, boundless and bare, the lone and level sands stretch far away. Welcome back to Director Showdown, everybody. Uh, <laughs> we just watched Unaccompanied Minors. Uh, that was uh, the poem Ozymandias by you, you Percy Bysshe Shelley. You, you, you can't be an American if you don't know that quote. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's So I just wanted you guys to get a glimpse of kind of the state of the uh, situation over here. Kind of, kind of how me and Adam are feeling. So. Yep. What's 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 on your mind, Adam? Well, I want to first um, thank our our um, I don't know warden or whoever's whoever's holding us here, the devil, I guess. Like, I want to thank him for yeah. uh, providing us with some delicious peppermint sh- snaps mm-hmm. and um, Rumple mints, hundred proof. Yeah, um, it's very. They tasty. really hooked us up, and I think mm. I think it's because. Judging by the kind of uh, uh, peppermint schnapps they gave us, the movie they gave us, mm. I assume that it must be around Christmas time. Yes. Uh, but we have no way of knowing. Uh, mm-hmm. Time, I think, like we talked about, just does not really seem to exist down yeah. here. And, you know, I just want to make one mention of, of the schnapps that uh, it is it is very good. And it's... And the the thing is though that the bottle has a whole bunch of Nazi uh, symbolism on it. Yeah. And uh, I guess I guess the whole shtick is that they're trying to make us feel guilty about enjoying Nazi schnapps. I guess so. I think right. That's the whole There's, idea. There are uh, two swastikas on each side of the bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, and just just to kind of make sure that we don't forget what we're drinking, yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, maybe uh, maybe Hitler liked to drink this peppermint schnapps. I yeah, mean, who knows? Probably he's probably down here. It'd be a big twist and if I, he wasn't. I gotta say, it's good schnapps. It's. I mean, those. I guess the Nazis know know how. I to mean, make hey, good there's schnapps. two sides to every argument, right? Yep. Always two sides. <laughs> <laughs> At least when it comes to, to good liquor. To, to, to um, peppermint. Yeah, at least when it comes to peppermint schnapps. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, yeah, I guess I guess it's Christmas time for for those who might be listening to this. Mm-hmm. And uh, if so, we want to wish you a, a very um, merry Christmas. Yeah. And hope that you watch 
better movies than we are forced to watch down here. Because Brent, yeah. why don't you tell 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 everybody what we were um, subjugated to? Today. Yeah, I think I, I think I kind of said it at the beginning, but I so we watched uh, Paul Samuel Feig's. Is that his middle name? It is. I, I looked it up um, <laughs> on their little document here. Um, Unaccompanied Minors, a 2006 holiday family comedy. Mm-hmm. I, uh, if you can call it that. I guess yeah. we could go ahead and call it. Um, and this movie, guys, this movie was a treat. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the peppermint schnapps with Nazi symbolism on it. You I have, guess so, huh? You have, um, you, have a, you have a good time watching it, but you feel so guilty about it. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say... Good I'll time say... is in... This movie is so horrible that it's laughably horrible. I will say that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I will say this about unaccompanied minors. It's uh, for for a brief moment in time, I wasn't down here in this room. I wasn't in. <laughs> you were with those hell. children. I was the... with those kids in that mall or airport or <laughs> wherever the fuck. God. I don't know where they even were most of the time, honestly. No, you were absolutely um, yeah. You were yeah, taken I, away. I was I was taken away and, and and we I think had a had a pretty good time <laughs> watching this movie and uh let's start yeah. off with let's let's give everyone a a brief summary. Please. Yeah, what's the paper say? Uh, <laughs> the uh the IMDb pamphlet that was given to us mm-hmm. to give us a brief uh, overview of unaccompanied minors says um, a group of unaccompanied minors, mm. you know, how fitting, right? Mm-hmm. Bond while snowed in at the Midwestern Hoover International Airport. Well, let me stop you right there. It's Midwestern and not a single goddamn person had a Midwestern accent. What a fucking uh, what crime. a lost yeah what a missed opportunity. Instead, they had to opt. Well, Paul Feig had to opt with his diversity cast, like he yeah. always seems to do, and just not have uh, Midwestern folks in there. Yeah, during the <sighs> holiday season, and ultimately create a makeshift holiday themselves. Well, oh. that's not a very good one. And this is made by anonymous, and I don't blame you for st- staying anonymous because yeah. it's not. Our, our good great. buddies, our good buddies over there at 4chan, really locking down the IMDb summaries. <laughs> um, so I want to I want to talk about something for a minute. Sure. Um, I I feel like when we did Batman, um, I I thought that I was gonna have it pretty easy because. I had to I had to be negative on Paul Feig. You had to be negative on Batman. Or I'm sorry, on Tim Burton. Right. And I figured, you know, Tim Burton has had some really solid... Well, then again, Paul Feig has too. But, like, Batman is a beloved movie. It might be all right. We watched it. Yeah. Like, both of us didn't really care for it. Right. You went really negative on it. And I kind of judged you for it. And I was like, man, I can't believe... You ain't negative. You're supposed to be be. You're supposed to be positive on it. Something even heaven isn't worth defending. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Paul, Batman really? Because I'm in a very tricky situation here. Um, 
because this movie is is a disease. <laughs> it is a corruption that is taking over my body, and I know I'm already dead, but I fear that something worse is coming <laughs> because of this movie. And I know I'm destroying the whole concept of the season here, but dude, we're in hell now. <laughs> like I, we are in hell now because it, it, it wasn't totally clear to me yet. Maybe it hadn't sunk in yet with Batman, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. Save me, save me, Adam. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to think. I'm, I'm dead. In every wanna, way. I don't want to interrupt you because this is well, just, I, I am just <laughs> loving this right now because it, it's a point in my favor. I use, <sighs> what, see my, my strategy, which I shouldn't have been, which I should not say right now, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Okay. Is that I could be so negative towards Tim Burton, but it will never amount to the, the, the cesspool that is Paul Feig's films. And that's that's really interesting because I so I've only seen Paul Feig's uh, better movies, and that's really right. only uh, a couple. I've seen Bridesmaids, and he did another one. I didn't see The Heat. Oh, Spy. Spy. Yeah, and Spy, and those were competent movies. But now that I have seen, the but that's Void, the thing. The key word, competent. Mm-hmm. See, it's like there's there. Paul Feig with his best, and I, with a capital B, mm-hmm. best movies, are simply baseline films. Yeah. They they just make the mark, you know? Yeah. It's like, you, you reach the finish line, Paul, you did it. Well, I think... nothing above and beyond with them. I, I really think that the best that Paul Feig has been and can ever be is like a journeyman, uh, like workman-like director where he takes a script uh i'm thinking of bridesmaids here because Kristen wig and uh somebody else wrote the script. somebody else yeah her and somebody else wrote the script and that movie he he did what he had to do like she, like the script was uh was like so a solid. solid yeah was so solid that even despite him, him yeah. directing it that it turned out well and that even okay like to add on top of that um he comes he comes from TV. Like he is right. a TV director. Oh, man. That is so obvious in this film. It's oh my god, it's obvious in this movie. Because like he uh and give credit where credit's due, like him and I think it was I think it was Judd Apatow made Freaks and Geeks, and like that show is fucking great. I love that show. But uh, I don't like he's so uh, He's coming hot off know. the office. And yeah. he, then he does... This is... Yeah, 2006. Yeah. He was, like, directing, I think, Office episodes right. when this movie came out. Um, it had to have been. Yeah, yeah and I think there's he, a whole bunch of Office, like, cameo people. And I, I saw, too, that... Yeah. Um, so there were a couple of Arrested Development cameos also. Right. Um, and I think somehow he had directed some of those episodes, which, like, I don't know if that's possible. Because that's one <laughs> of... If not the best show ever made. And, like, yeah. I can't believe... Uh, it's just the strength of the scripts, again, I think. Like, I think he can service good scripts Mm -hmm. but that's the best that he could ever do i mean it's like (laughs) i could i could direct and if i had a great script it'd be fine yeah you know oh god um do you want to go over some really garbage trivia yeah please 
pardon me guys i'm just drinking my schnapps here because i need it um okay guys so three members of the office three members of the office appear at different times it's fun wait who was the third per- i know there's bj novak there's mindy culling and oh that's a good question and who's the third person let me think Great, great audio material. Well, I, I can't think of them, yeah. I guess. Um, <laughs> but there were three, I guess. Yeah. No, not Rob Corddry. Um, So this is kind of interesting. I didn't know this. The guards in the hall were uh, the three guards of the weird. And you know what's really oh, funny is that they are from Canadian sketch comedy show The Kids in the Hall, which apparently... Those were them? Yeah. Apparently, that's like what? one of the best comedy shows ever. That's weird. Well, their best wasn't on display in this movie. <laughs> I will say that... Although I did like the musical chairs thing. That was kind of funny. But um, yeah, sure. Basically, all of this is about. Well, let me let me just springboard off that really quick. Yeah. And yeah. say that every scene in this entire film is a sketch. It's like, let's. Yeah. Like, let's uh, let's do Saturday Night Live for a whole movie. Yeah, exactly. We- how 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 much can we stretch this this idea out? Yeah, and I didn't. I'm, I'm fascinated that there's no uh, trivia about um, the origins of it, but it's based on something from uh, This American Life. Is that what it's called? It, it's a book. Oh, a book. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me pull up the <laughs> the title when I read it. I Babysitting like, or babysitters or no, something. No, it, it's something, something stupider than that. Oh, okay. Like. The title of the the book is In the Event of an Emergency, Put Your Sister in an Upright Position. Oh, God. (laughs) Something just burst inside my body. Um, What a fucking piss poor title. Adam, this is going to be a fucking terrible season, dude. This is going to be awful. It's so. It's only down by Susan Burden, by the way, which is kind of funny. Who's that? That's the author of the book. Well, is she somebody? I've never. Well, heard of her last name is Burden, so oh, I thought Burden, that was yeah. a little. That is kind of funny. A fun little, little on the nose there, Suze. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, this this uh, movie spreads a like five minute skit concept over <laughs> such little fucking bread to the point where like at an hour at the end of like the movie basically there's a garbage like shitty edit and then there's just like a third of another movie it's like the movie ends at like an hour and three minutes i think we saw and then there's like a whole other scene that's okay it's really interesting let's let's start let's start with the let's start with the characters oh yeah 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 yeah. i wrote some of them down okay no please please all right not all of only a couple actually now that i look at it um Fat kid. <laughs> Black Jew kid. He was Jewish. Yeah. Uh, and then we have... He was uh, Jewish. Like, that was like a, that was a joke because black yeah, people can't, they be, can't Jewish. be Jewish. That's the joke. Like, uh. um, <laughs> then you got rich girl. That's it. Um, that's her whole Then you thing have, again. like, herma- hermaphrodite girl. No, no that's, that's trans not the, girl. No, gender neutral. Gender neutral girl. Um, was that, do you think that was like in any way, maybe intentional? Right. No. Well, because she kisses, hey, spoiler alert. 
If you got uh, unaccompanied minors in the DVD no. player, uh, I'm about to spoil <laughs> something. Because she kisses uh, well, Kid Brock the, at the end. Kid Black Chris Jew. Rock. Yeah. <laughs> um, Black Jew. She kisses Black Jew. Well, remember how I made a point? <laughs> remember how I made a point? Yeah. Like, like, we first thought, like, okay, wait. Because, like, I thought she was legitimately a boy for, like, the first I half did. Yeah. of the movie. When she, like, walked into the... Um, like she was driving it. Hell right? in a cell room, like where all the kids are held, and it's like a nightmare in there. Oh yeah, which we'll circle back around to that. Yeah, I did too. I thought she was a, a boy. Yeah, because um, then like her lips, her her lips, her lips got redder, like at the end yeah, of the that film. Was weird. And it was, was like, weird. oh, we need to like make sure people know that. that I would have respected girl. it more. If like they didn't do that yeah. and they kept her like neutral and then, yeah. and then she still kisses the kid at and the end. I would have been like, yeah. that's, that's like pretty prog for 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay. Who else? Who we got, else? we got just young Jesse Eisenberg. Boy. Oh God, that kid. I, I don't think it's been a long time since I've seen such a, like nothing human <laughs> being on screen. Like that kid is a black, a, like a charisma black hole. <laughs> That like everything just falls into, like oh, dude. it's so true because yeah. he had no he had no funny lines at mm-hmm. all. Like he was supposed to be the straight character, but yeah. he just seemed like he was just like going through the motions. You know what? Like, this might be hard to like uh, articulate. Um, but he was like the main character, by the way. He was yeah, he was like the main character, and he had like a sister that had like three teeth. Didn't speak English and uh, <laughs> believed that Santa was real and that was like the highest. And she needed a Christmas stakes. tree because that was the motivation. I don't even know, dude. I don't even. I guess you caught that, but I didn't know like why. I didn't know what was happening almost <laughs> the entire movie. And uh, Jesus, who else is in this? Uh, Lewis Black. He, he's probably the, the best part of this movie, I guess. No, no, no. He's I'd the say, protagonist of this. Yeah, movie. he's the protagonist because these kids, <laughs> these kids are monsters. Like, how many crimes do these kids commit? Too many. Grand theft auto. Uh, grand larceny. Grand larceny theft. That's the same as larceny. Uh, well, no <laughs> shit. I'm white. I don't need to know about crimes. <laughs> Um, Larceny's theft, man. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> what else? I swear to God, they do like like mischief is one. I think um, that they can lock you up the for. Uh, destruction of like. Pr- oh, that's of, for sure of, on the is docket. it private, pr- pr- public property? Yeah, right? yeah. Terrorism, um, most terrorism. Likely. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, trespassing at least a um, lot of things. These kids did a lot of shit, broke a lot of rules, and. Yeah, like, Lewis Black is the protagonist, right? Yeah. Like, these kids are little monsters, like, just ravaging this airport, stealing things, like, tearing people's luggage to shreds. Not paying for food. Yeah. Yeah. Getting free massages. I will say this, because uh, I almost forgot that I'm supposed to be defending this movie, and it's very difficult. Uh, I feel like I, I tried to write down every moment that I thought was legitimately funny. Um, and I think I can count all the moments on one hand, but, uh, I, I did like, I did like that he left a note on his like King Kong fucking nacho platter or whatever the fuck he ordered. And he put email my dad and then an email address. I thought that was kind of funny. Like, Hey, you need uh, money? (laughs) Email my dad and he'll email you his credit card number or something stupid like that. 
That was I don't know. Dumb. I thought that was kind of funny. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> his dad, by the way, um, final character, a uh, criminally underutilized uh, Rob Cordry. Yeah. There's so many fucking Robs. I almost said Hubel. Um, Rob Cordry is so great in like Children's Hospital. Yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah, him. he's yeah. super great. Um, just, God, so underutilized in he, this movie. He is a... His character is an uh, environmentalist, I guess science boy, right? Yeah. And uh, he has to go pick up uh, Jesse Eisenberg and his uh, non-native English-speaking sister at the airport. So I think I'm just piecing something together now. The Jesse Eisenberg, he's adopted, right? Is that what happened? Because like, dude, I don't, I don't. I think that was his or. Oh, no, no, no. They're, they're divorced. They're divorced. Yeah, yeah, their parents, their are, parents divorced. are divorced. Because there was like a weird bit where he w- like pointed at his sister because she said something stupid like, oh, they just, she's yeah, adopted. adopted yeah. And then she's like, no, he's actually the one that's adopted. And then he gives this kind of smirk. And I was like, what the fuck does this? What? What is any of this? This movie's nothing. <laughs> this movie's nothing and it's broken me. Well, um, what? who else was in this <laughs> Um, the mom was a bitch. Apparently. The mom, yeah, uh, concerned mom. Uh, yeah, uh, Paget Brewster, I think is her name. She was, uh, I think she was in like Criminal Mind. She was on Community. She was really funny on Community. Um, mm-hmm. again, like super underutilized, like really funny. And person. her mom was a drunk grandma. That was her. That was her sister. It was her sister. Yeah. Oh, whoops. Who like maybe because like she's the best she character looked- in the movie. She was legit. I mean, she was straight up way older than like. Yeah, for sure, her. definitely way older. So I was like, "Oh, that's her, like her mom or something." I don't know. Yeah, and she's she's like a Christmas fanatic that is just like hold, lost her mind, I guess. Hold the phone. Okay, what's up? Kristen Wiig was in this. Wait, what? Yeah, I'm looking at the credits here, and Kristen Wiig was in Wait, this movie. Wait, who was she? She was Carol Malone, and I don't know who that who that was. Wait, was she the fucking sister? Because I, I looked at the sister, and I was like, that looks like somebody in a fat suit. Hold on, let me... Let See me. if they have the same... If she has the same last uh, name as uh, Paget Brewster, the actress. Hold on, this is gonna, this is gonna blow my fucking mind, because I didn't see her anywhere else. She was at the beginning, I think... Oh, did we miss it? Maybe you know when they were doing like the, oh, who is a Donna Malone is Quinn Shepard, who is that? Was Quinn she the Shepard? Was she the? She was, was she? Oh, she was, she was the, the mom. She was the rich. She was she the rich. Which one? Wait, who is she? I'm so, I'm sorry. This is bad podcasting right now. Which one was she? I think she. I think was that's she the, the tomboy girl. Oh. She, so she was somebody's mom. Basically. She was somebody's mom. She was somebody's yeah. mom. Um, wow. Okay, I missed that. Um, <laughs> God, I don't know, man. <sighs> I think. Um, oh man, I think it was the uh, gender neutral. Probably one. Yeah. I think her like divorced mom. And it, or I something. guess it was yeah. It was a gender neutral one, and that's it was her mom, and it was at the beginning, which I could not that whole montage at the beginning remember you mean the entire fucking movie because oh boy this uh this movie is just a montage of just mayhem and maniacs just destroying 
everything. And God, the fucking just, Oh boy. Talk for a bit. Cause I need to like, I need to get my shit together. Here. I don't... This movie scrambled my fucking brain, dude. Um, on that point, I wrote down there is zero focus. Just like with um, the sharper image scene with Black Jew Kid. Um, yeah, they had a nice little like uh, minute, minute and a half advertisement in there for, for sharper, sharper image. image, which we all love. Which yeah, we all I saw. Use. I saw there was one here in hell. Actually, I wanted to go check it out. Oh, really? If I want to get want, one of those like yeah. Uh, yeah, the back vibrator, like the right. little back massager. I think, uh, but after I don't this, know if you want to go to sharper image. Yeah, let's go to sharper image after yeah, this. That'd um, be nice. Check in some of those um, those uh, devil credits we got. Yeah, devil credits. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, um, I'm really glad that they allowed us to like exchange our real world money for devil credits. Yeah, it doesn't. The exchange rate's bad. Apparently, yeah. it's usually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now, it's pretty bad. It's I guess. Because Trump's in office. That's I think so. There's a lot of suicides. Um, yeah, a lot of people coming down here recently. Uh, so yeah, I mean, what is what is there to talk about? <laughs> Well, like like I said, like it, this movie has zero focus, mm-hmm. and everything is just like happening. And my biggest like beef about it is just like how everything is zero setup, and it's all yeah. just payoff. Like it's constantly, absolutely, constantly. It's it's payoff. absolutely just things. It's it's just energy. Yeah. And I, I wanted to kind of like with that get into my main, my only like argument for this movie, dude, is like if I was a kid. Okay. So this movie, look up real quick the rating. I'm going to guess PG, if not maybe G, but I think PG because if it's PG-13, that is baffling. But I will say. There's no way it's PG-13. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought too. Paul Feig made a kid's movie. This movie is like unabashedly a kid's movie that, I mean, it doesn't, I mean, it's not like uh, a kid's movie and uh, being a bad movie or mutually exclusive or something, but I mean, he, he made a movie for kids and there's a lot of energy and a lot of little uh, stereotypes for kids to kind of grab onto. If I was a kid, like if I was uh like eight, nine year old Brent right. and I saw that scene where they busted open people's luggage and like found a guitar or uh whatever else the other fucking kids were doing, I'd have been like, Oh, this is rad. I relate to this, therefore these characters are like more developed to my stupid ass kid brain. So like in the sense that like he's making a kid's movie, I think it's a effective kids movie in the sense that like it's entertaining an effective kids movie yeah yeah i think kids probably walked out of this movie and forgot about it oh you got hit in the balls (laughs) (laughs) for for um retarded children maybe (laughs) that would be the uh demographic i think um paul feig's looking for i would Uh, i I don't even know if that would even the thing is, like, this is a movie for kids if parents didn't give a shit about morals or raising that's their children a good, correctly. That's a good point, yeah, because like we mentioned, these kids are criminals. And, and they uh, just get away with it, and they're the good guys. And they're rewarded. 
You know what? This is reminding me a little bit of uh, Dennis the Menace. Actually, <laughs> I'm getting like flashbacks. Um, maybe right? it's just because we watched it right before we died. But um, yeah, Dennis the Menace. It's it's kind of got like five Dennis the Menaces in this movie, huh? All these kids are kind of garbage, and. <laughs> Maybe they try and justify it because, like, their parents were divorced. That's kind of gross, right? <laughs> it's like, like, that's kind of <laughs> awful. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, uh, well, The point that I'd like to make is kind of like how in Home Alone, yeah. you know, you got Macaulay Culkin's character. Mm-hmm. And the way that's actually it was actually written, that was written by John Hughes who did write Dennis and Menace and I don't know how he fucked up yeah Dennis and Menace but um, <laughs> at any rate like y- you see everything through the point of view of Kev- his name's Kevin right that was his name Kevin in Kevin Malone yeah. yeah and he was perceiving reality through his lens and it was actually filmed in that way. So you actually gain like a sympathetic viewpoint. Yeah, you, know, you, you can see, be you can be you can put yourself in Kevin's shoes. Exactly. And yeah. like, oh, even though Kevin's doing all this scumbag shit, mm-hmm. it's like it's charming because you are looking through his it. It puts you into the lens. mind of a sociopath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really effective. But, and, yeah. No, I I, you know I just I, mean? I just yeah. made a joke because like that yeah. No, but I definitely agree with you. Like well, that's that movie like, does it well. No, that's what. Um, yeah, there's no perspective. His, there's Paul no context for the world you're in. It's just kind of like it's the mockumentary thing that Paul Feig does in The mm-hmm. Office. He's like, I'm so hot off The Office popularity. I'm gonna film it as if it was kind of like a mockumentary. Yeah, and have like no really context to these scenes. So yeah, and I, boy, man, this is going to be just both of us bashing Paul Feig, I think. But I wanted to bring up uh, the most annoying thing about Paul Feig. And I know you're going to fucking piggyback on this and like really drill it home. Uh, He isn't a director at all because like a director and this is like Paul Feig. Okay. Paul Feig is the anti Spielberg in the sense that like Spielberg (laughs) like knows the language of cinema so well that he can like get ideas across in very efficient ways. And Paul Feig needs so much for you to get it. And it's like, there's so much fucking noise. There's so much action constantly. Like I, like I told you, like, um, like he doesn't understand that less is more bath right now. Hear that? Oh yeah. Somebody, boy, they have, I haven't showered in like a week, man. Hell? God damn. Fuck. Jealous. I smell like shit right now. Yeah. Um, lucky bastards. Uh, I wonder what they had to do to earn that. Oof, really <laughs> want to think about it. Uh, might be Weinstein's room. Uh, <laughs> God. Um, but yeah, dude, he is... God, Paul Feig is the fucking anti-Spielberg, dude. Like, that's like... I'm really... Because, like, his... He's a lesser JJ, dude. Yes, yes. Like, well, yeah, we're going to get into that, I think, too. But, like, the, his, he's not, like, a visual comedian at all. He does not understand, like, sight gags. Like, if you're going to do, like... The, he resorts to, like, the baseline shit of a dog biting an ass or a fucking kid farting on a kid. <laughs> and it's so fucking lazy and stupid, and he's a terrible fucking director, and uh, and that's a signature move of Paul Feig. Yeah, 
that he sets the camera down. Yeah. And he presses the red button. He's like, I don't. What's it, how do you, how do you record? Oh, oh, Mr. Fee, you, you press the you press the little the big big red button right there. Oh, okay, well. I'm gonna press it, and you guys just kids uh, just run around. You're crazy. You're just having, you're just having a good time without your parents around. Do something funny, like sing or something. Paul Feig is a human tripod. <laughs> He's nothing. Like he has no. God, dude, I'm. He's I like lost. A supervisor. He's a, yeah. He's not a director. He's a supervisor. Absolutely. He's like, he's like a manager. And like maybe <laughs> if people like working with him, he's a good manager. But yeah. he definitely is not a fucking. Artist, God, dude, I'm gonna be in hell forever, and I just accepted that because I just lost. I mean, we'll see where the, where well, things stand next time. What other moves can we can we okay. think of for Paul Feig? Um, the, the zoom we ins. kind of encapsulated, yeah, the, the weird zoom. zoom ins like taken right out of like The Office yeah. or something. Like they were so inappropriate, though. Like they weren't effective. Yeah, they didn't work. Oh my yeah, God. there was like there was that one on the clown, mm. and then it went like, <laughs> and it was like, what, what? <laughs> What? What? <laughs> it didn't make any f- oh, fucking sense. And um, the zoom in like right before the tree like crashes into Rob's car, Rob Condry's car. Yeah, I was like, oh, well, okay. Oh, the the weird. Set oh, and the pieces? cat, the cat, the cat zoom in when the fat kid was like doing the karate moves. Oh yeah, and that the, that scene didn't. Well, make no, any that was sense. like a weird. That was like him like. Hey, it'd be funny if we did like a homage to '60s kung fu movies, huh? But it's like a cat and a fat kid, which made zero. And fucking if there was sense. anybody that had a soul on set, they would say, "No, you fucking idiot, that's dumb," <laughs> and then left and quit their job. Let me. Let, I'm sorry. Maybe the audience won't understand what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, but there's no context what, for that. Yeah, but what happens is that the fat kid's trying to find. A Christmas tree, and why, why was he was trying to sister, get it for, for Jesse Eisenberg's sister? Okay, let me backstep again here. We didn't really introduce the fat kid well enough. So, as a as a plus for this movie, uh, the fat kid from Bad Santa is uh-huh. in this movie, and he is like definitely the silver lining in this movie. He's the best character. He actually has a heart. He's not fucking doing crimes like with those other kids. Did you catch that? Like he goes on his own journey. Uh, his purpose his is to like was a crime. Oh Jesus! Yeah, I guess in Paul Feig's eyes, right? Uh, <laughs> camera adds thirty pounds, right? Um, no, but yeah, the the kid goes and finds a tree for the protagonist's sister, uh, which he couldn't do because he's a garbage fucking brother who doesn't give a shit about his sister. Uh, until they try to, or like, he has zero agency. Like what? <laughs> like he yeah, doesn't absolutely. do anything. <laughs> and so yeah, the fat kid goes on like his own little journey, and he uh, goes into this tree selling place, and there's a cat there, and he stares down this cat, and there's little kung fu zooms. See, why was that scene even necessary? Why? Why was he facing off this cat like a kung fu thing? What was the gag? Why? This movie has done something to me, Adam. <laughs> you you broke you, you have been broken. This movie <laughs> has broken me philosophically. <laughs> Chaos reigns. Um nothing means anything. And this movie 
drove that home for me. Yeah, because I'm a different man now. Because the way that it framed Louis Black's character, he was supposed to be the the uh, antagonist to the kids. Yeah. Obviously, we thought he was a protagonist, but that's a philosophical debate. But the movie mm-hmm. framed it as him as a bad guy, mm-hmm. and he was clearly the law and order of this film. Mm-hmm. He was just trying to trying to uh, keep everything in order in that airport. That's all he's just trying to do. Make sure he wants the kids not not to do anything stupid. He wants them safe. You know. Yeah. I mean. And yet, Back to my like kids movie argument. I'm like grasping at fucking straws here. Like, I don't know. Like law and order is all you need as a kid, like to, to have a, have an enemy as a kid. Right. It's like, because as a kid, like you, like you, you just want to fucking do crazy shit like these kids do in the movie. And so anything, anybody opposed to that is the villain. Right. And so like, yeah, he's a good guy, but like it didn't need fucking, uh, fucking Hitler is the, that'd have been a much better movie if that happened. Um, <laughs> see what they need to do was make the characters way more likable, make the kids way more likable. Well, any character development. Well, yeah, that, I mean, that goes hand in hand, yeah, right? Yeah. The character development goes with likability and have, they should have added one more character, one more kid that was like super hesitant about everything they were doing. You know what I mean? Like a, a moral yeah. compass, like well, kind of. Kid Chris Rock. Uh, he barely fucking. Well, the thing is, like, that's yeah. He was a bad, bad version of that, but he yeah. was supposed to be the one. But instead, they used it to make like everybody hates Chris commercials out of his fucking dancing or something. And it's so. But weird. he was being chaotic. He wasn't like he didn't. He yeah. was still doing. No, I shit. I agree know? with you. Yeah, they needed like a weird, like shy kid. Yeah. or something. Um, who's which, like, like, I don't know if I want to do that's, this. And that's, you know. yeah, that's like the biggest fault to me with this movie is like, we brought up JJ Abrams before and like JJ Abrams, Puffy, at least with this movie is like a shitty JJ Abrams. <laughs> and that's like, which is kind of saying that, something that is saying something. I, I am, I'm a, I don't know. I, d- I like to defend JJ Abrams cause I think he, I don't well, want to get you understand shit. he's his faults. I, I absolutely do. Yeah. yeah. His faults are. But plot and plot he, and he gets so caught up in energy and yeah. uh, uh, what do you call it? Not motive fucking mysteries um, and that too. I mean, he just yeah. like this would look cool and I'll even give JJ Abrams like he knows how to film like a yeah, movie. His eye, he has a good eye for he has sure. A good eye. Techni- like I think he's a great technical director. Right. But, um, he can but do action very well. Yeah. What he has that Paul Feig doesn't uh, is that <laughs> is a lot of things. He yeah, that's very true. But he knows how to fucking develop characters, and he's good at doing that visually because like he is a good technical director. He knows how to make you care about characters, even if the plot is going like very very quick. Dude, I'd watch Into Darkness, and I hate that movie. Like oh yeah, much more that is than, than a, this. That's that, like God. Oh. That is a far superior movie, and it's still a bad one. <laughs> like I it's, hate Into yeah. Darkness. I fucking hate that movie. But yeah. oh boy, put that on loop for <sighs> in for the next millennia in hell. Yeah, and I'd be a happy boy instead of watching this fucking garbage. Well, film. be careful what you say because they might like. We might turn around one day and then Into Darkness is suddenly <laughs> oh, the only God. fucking movie we have. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but, yeah, I mean, going back to, like, that kind of uh, analogy to 
J.J. Abrams, he has the energy, he throws shit at you constantly, but he has no concept of how to develop characters at all. And he thinks that he can just do that by having the kids just do things. Mm. Like having the kids, uh, when they started dancing, that that scene really bugged me when they started all dancing together. Yeah. And then like laughing and smiling. I was like, that's not fucking character development. That's people just doing things. That doesn't... Like, we're not finding out that... This uh, is Paul Feig's uh, definition yeah. of character development. Oh, I'm I'm pretty um, popular rich girl. Yeah. Um. Actually, when I put on the... I actually wear glasses, I'm supposed to, and now I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a dork. Yeah. How okay. about how about she doesn't want to dance because there's some dark like backstory where like her dad <laughs> hits her or something. And but it's like it's like very carefully alluded to. Yeah. It's like anything, dude. Give me fucking anything. Well, like no, like they they wrapped her up really quick at the end, and they were saying how you know her parents are are not divorced, but they are like rich and they don't really want to like yeah. like spend time with her. Cause they they just want to do their own thing, yeah. And like that's an interesting idea, but if they had just like sprinkled that more throughout, exactly, the film, it's so heavy handed and in your face. Let's and, explain this. And it's yeah. like I agreed. I was like, okay, that's an interesting kind of backstory, but it's like the way they presented it, like, like in a way, my parents are divorced from me, and it's like <laughs> it's just like fuck, a fucking fuck the a joke. execution, yeah. Yeah. like, okay, so we're. Yeah, we're like stepping around kind of like what is ultimately my biggest issue with this movie, which is uh, Paul Feig thinks kids are idiots and they're fucking not. Yeah, I wrote down that he has a fundamental misunderstanding of children. Exactly. Exactly. Like Like an adult is writing. He thinks everybody in the fucking audience is stupid, that he's better than them, I assume. I'm kind of extrapolating. No, (laughs) it is true if you with his other films. That's yeah, that's fair. Um and that that just pissed me off, dude, because like kids can be like kid like most kids are like really intelligent. I think Pixar is great at like finding that line of like let's not talk down to kids. Let's have like heavier themes. Like I bring this up a lot, but like inside out, I think is a great example. Um, Mm -hmm. But like this, this movie just throws fucking bullshit at you and like, like a cartoon. It's yeah. It's basically a 90 minute cartoon, a cartoon without the good jokes that cartoons, you know, who who also does uh, cartoon like films is Tim Burton. And I'm wondering what would (laughs) Tim Burton do if he directed uncompanied minors 2006? I want to preface this with uh, a scene in this film. Uh, my favorite scene. Um, there's a chase going on on a snowbank. Oh, it's going. Yes. Boy, the, the geography doesn't make any sense with these locations, man. So downhill from the airport is a lodge, I guess. It's a lodge, yeah. And so. Uh, Lou, Lou, I'm said Louis C.K. Oh no! <laughs> he, I bet he's, he's, he's down here. Of course, he'd be chasing kids. Ooh. Um, I'm to get sued. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but he's chasing down the kids, uh, Louis Black, um, down this hill because yeah. they're escaping the and airport. Fez, and we haven't talked and about Fez. Fez. Yeah, guys, Fez is in this movie, huh? <laughs> Fez from that '70s show is in this. He's in this. Oh god! 
But anyways, hey, he, he's in he's in the sled with the kids. Hey, Wilbur Valderrama, how's that career going, bud? <laughs> How you doing? You could say it's in hell. Yeah, boy. Yeah, his his filmography's down here somewhere, I think. <laughs> um, or his soul. Um, yeah, but there's a chase scene. Uh, Lewis Black is in, God knows, I don't know, sitting on a fucking float, like a, a blow-up mat, a canoe or something. Yeah, it was a canoe, yeah. The ki- I don't know, why are there canoes by this airport? <laughs> Every single thing with this movie breaks my brain. If, if, if you, the listener, does not understand what we're talking about, don't worry, we don't understand what we're talking about. Because this movie I, yeah. doesn't make any sense. I, I should do better to to give context, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's chasing these kids down the snowbank. They're going to this lodge. They escape the airport. The main kid's sister is down there. Yeah, they escape yeah. the airport. Oh, man. The yeah. kids are all like, ah, stop, put your oars down or something. And they're able to stop yeah, going down the hill sure. in their boat. It's just a chase. Snow? It's a stupid chase scene. It's a dumb set piece. Um, Lewis Bla- Boy, this is taking a long time for me to get to the point. Um, Lewis Black isn't able to stop he hits a snowbank mm. and he flies <laughs> into this like uh drizzling snow draped like black void it's literally a black void it's like, a black void no, and as he hits the snowbank yeah. he says well this will be interesting and he hits the snowbank and he flies into the void and literally disappears and disappears gone now i think he was transported into another realm. And that other realm is Tim Burton's unaccompanied minors. <laughs> and oh my god. It is it is a dark grim place. Okay, so okay, backtrack. I'm sorry. Uh in the un- unaccompanied minors verse, uh CU if you will, cinematic universe. Oh my god. 9/11 did not happen. Uh <laughs> take that into this next part. Um so Tim Burton's unaccompanied minors, 9-11 happened. Everything looks like fucking hot topic as far as the eyes can see. Lewis Black lands. The kids are he's like... He's in a black suit with a black tie black with a black suit. shirt. Yeah. He's got the a skyliner sky, on. The skies are gray. You can see the stars and it's like daylight now. Uh, they're his, just elder. He's got heavy like yeah. white makeup that make him look really pale. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. The With kids, black fingernails. I'm sorry. Keep going. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's great. That's great. That's setting the scene. Uh, <laughs> he looks up into the sky and he just sees these massive beings, these elder gods. What? And <laughs> <laughs> he's in the void. He like, okay, he yeah, transported yeah. realms, man. Yeah. 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 Um, he, and he turns around and they're the kids. And they're all like gothed out. They're wearing fucking like spike belts. Except for the except for the popular chick, she's like super blonde Barbie looking girl. Yes, you know, like really like decked out, like a fucking yuppie esque. You know, absolutely like a cartoon. Yeah, uh, and Johnny Depp and Helena Bottom Carter walk out of the <laughs> lodge, and. I'm 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 running can, can on we, E. Can, 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 can we just say that Helena Bottom Carter Bottom I can't even say her name. Yeah. Carter and Johnny Depp are like the kid versions of themselves. Like they're the kids. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah that's that's totally what Tim Burton would do. Yeah, he would make is them he would kids. like be jerking himself off with some weird fetish 
where like like mm, how can I have he's Johnny ju- Depp fuck my wife? He's this Jesse time? Eisenberg's character. <laughs> yeah, hello, Bottom Carter's the uh, trans girl or um, the yeah that that girl. Um, and oh, what what happens from there? And Michael Keaton is um, Faz's character. Maybe. Michael Keaton is... Oh, yeah, because he's good. like the Beetlejuice. Of- yeah, okay, yeah. He sits up and he's just he's just Beetlejuice. <laughs> Beetlejuice is there. He's, he's, he's a TSA agent. Yeah, yeah. Beetlejuice is a TSA agent. Um, the... <laughs> Boy, I really wrote myself into a corner here. Um, the thing is, like, it's so hard to do. Because there's like they zero are fucking polar plot. opposites, man. No, the, no, it's because Anakobe Myers has like a piss poor plot. Yeah. So you can't even translate it to anything else because there's like zero structure to it. Uh huh. So it's like, how do you even like make someone else do it? All we can, all we can do right now, is like change it aesthetically to tim burton's aesthetic that's, that's no it. that's true dude and i'm like trying to figure out another fucking way here man like as as far as the plot goes like you know what what tim burton thing would they do <sighs> jesus dude um okay got it All right. so we open in malls around the around the united states like malls. the beginning is okay right? yeah that's that isn't that what it That's was? The beginning. It was yeah, balls. Yeah. They were meeting Santa. The <clears> whole thing. It's not Christmas. It's Halloween. Mm. Done. Uh, there it is. Not Santa. Hot topic stores around the U.S. Uh, kids walking in, buying their favorite uh, Tim. Uh, insert Tim Burton movie uh, merchandise Beetle, here. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, yeah, they're decking their self, like themselves out in fucking like Tim Burton gear. It's like the most like masturbatory fucking movie ever made. <laughs> Just a, he want, he turns it into a movie about kids that like his movies. And <laughs> you, you, please tell you got more up your sleeve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's uh, the day before Halloween. Okay, uh, they How need to get he? home. Yeah, they need to get home. By Halloween. Boy, no, I think I'm out. And they're all Fuck. in their little Halloween costumes. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it's Johnny Depp. There's one dressed like a skull. Johnny Depp is definitely the rich girl's dad. Oh, man. Oh. No, one of them is dressed up as Jack Skellington or whatever. And then one is dressed up as... As Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Yeah. And one is dressed up as Edward Scissorhands. Uh, oh yeah and he makes it like some weird meta thing yeah that's kind of (laughs) interesting fuck dude i don't know we should probably just stop this segment because i can't think of shit garbage fucking segment yeah it's all good we had some like fun little concepts in there but okay so yeah tim burden's tim burden's unaccompanied minors would be halloween halloween johnny depp hot topic as fuck yeah. No. Oh, dude. I think I may have cracked it. So instead of kids, it's fucking teens. Obviously, it's like angsty emo fucking teens in an airport that are like hanging out. One of them suicidal. Uh, okay. One of them's like uh, in a band. Obviously, um, there's like a goth one. 
They're all goth. Yeah, they, they're all kind of goth. They all wear black, but like for different reasons, yeah. you get it? Uh, and and one of them uh, is going to like her mom's funeral. Yeah. Oh, dude, now I feel like we're cracking it. I feel like this is getting somewhere. They're all, yeah, all of them are. But divorced. the narrative is so shitty that yeah. like. That's what? the problem. Yeah, they, because it's a kid's movie. It's like a, a shitty kid's movie where everybody's dumb and nothing makes any sense. <laughs> so it's hard to like, because like Tim Burton at least is like competent and fucking <sighs> Jesus, dude. I don't know. I guess, I guess, I guess we need a, I guess I'll just go ahead and just cut this segment off because we are just not making any ground with it. Yeah, dude. It's all dead ends. It's all fucking dead ends here. But we did our best. And if you're still listening, you know, we love you. Yeah. We, we appreciate you. you sticking around. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's great that you like the sound of our voices. Yeah. Uh, yeah let's just get through this historical context really quick. I just don't even. Okay. Um, we, it's. <sighs> this is not even a post nine eleven film, which is weird because it's like it's two thousand six, mm-hmm. and obviously after that was after two that was after nine eleven. Yeah, and, pretty pretty soon after. Yeah, and they were super liberal about the security in yeah. the airport. Like, kids were just walking to and from, like, anywhere. They could you get know, in an, oh. any crevice of the airport. And it's like, no wonder terrorists uh, hijack planes because the security... That's yeah, because the point it, of this because film. Of... That's the point in this film. Yeah. It was to show how lax our security was in the airports. I cracked it. Oh shit! That thank you. Well, Paul that ties Fee back into the the for idea sprinkling our homeland security. Oh, agency. you're a good man, dude. <laughs> that that ties back into the idea that this is like pre nine eleven. Right. Like this movie takes place in like June. Well, no, it's a Christmas yeah. movie of uh, Christmas of like two thousand, and like the world wasn't a darker place yet. You could just have kids be dumb, adults be even dumber. Um, me think yeah i'm saying that like it was paul feig is a now i guess he's a he, he is a hero for for homeland security because like because because yeah. uh george w bush he watched this film and said <laughs> you know maybe we should uh beef up our airports a bit yeah because if a, those if kids a fat kid of- can drag a christmas tree <laughs> through the front fucking door and the security guards don't give a rat's <laughs> yeah. ass playing musical chairs and shit. Dude, you know what? I want to say. I want to say this. I want to give. Uh, I want to give the movie its credit as another positive here. The fact that the movie avoided having like a Muslim character stereotype, oh, dude. Man. I'm honestly kind of surprised that like there wasn't like fucking like Abed, <laughs> who's like a security guy getting shit for like. I don't know, by some, like, redneck fucking... You know what I mean? But it's a kid's movie, I guess. If this... if Okay, if Paul Feig was actually progressive, one of the kids would have been a Muslim. How fucking... How fucking progressive would that have been? One of them says, like, you did 9-11. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would have happened for sure. No, they're, like, scared of her. They're, like, scared of, like, what she'll do. Oh, Anyways, 2006. <laughs> um, I remember how like we were saying. I remember this in the yeah. commercials. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've, uh, with the black Jew kid. 
I um, was um remember he got kicked he got kicked in the balls and then he said kid rock yeah kid chris rock he said um oh that's uh, gonna hurt in the morning or no, something. no, he said like he, something else. That'll hurt when I pee or something like that, right? Yeah, that was yeah. in the commercial. It's so weird, right? How we're able to recall the trailer of this movie fucking it eleven probably, years later. It probably like repeated so many times. I think I saw it a bunch. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And what else? The uh, fart scene. Who trained these kids? The Navy SEALs. That's right. Yeah, I remembered that one too. And it's it's boy, man, it goes to show. Because I remember at the time, I fucking cringed when I saw this commercial. Yeah, because we were probably 16, 15, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, why? I was like in my fucking like uh, Tarantino shit at yeah. that point. I was like, movie. I, I like good movies, not this duty <laughs> this shit, this kid stuff. Um, yeah, what else was going on in 2006? High school. Um, I mean, what, what good movies came out in 2006? I, I can't think off the top of my head. I don't know, but this movie came out, this and it kind of negates every other movie. In, yeah, you know. really, it just wiped out the entire year. <laughs> the actually, I, I forgot that actually in 2007, uh, for the Academy Awards, uh, Billy Crystal was hosting that year. Uh, he walked out uh, on the stage in front of a packed, uh, you know, packed crowd there in uh, Hollywood, California, and he said you know, I'm sorry guys, but, um, we're going to have to cancel the Academy Awards this year, uh, because of a little film called unaccompanied minors that came out in December of last year and they shut it down and there were no Academy Awards that year. So who even knows, who even knows what happened in 2006? Can I just read this user review? Oh God, please. On IMDb that was submitted in August, 2007. By Gary, I shit you not, dude, dude, Ninko, dude, Ninko, dude, okay. and dude, then, Inco, yeah, Inco. Okay, I saw this movie and I really liked it a lot. It wasn't only funny, but it was entertaining. Maybe for like forty-year-olds, it may seem like a waste of time, but kids under the age of twelve will probably love this movie. I'm not really a family movie fan. Some of my favorite movies are Rob Zombie's The Devil's Rejects, Cannibal Holocaust. (laughs) (laughs) Sin City, Sin City, etc. But this movie I like so much that right after watching it, I saw it again. (laughs) Oh, shit. What a bounty we have been given here. That's how much I liked it. It made me look at airports in a whole different way. What the fuck does that mean? It's a great movie. There's so many kids tucked away in hidden rooms here. Oh my god. It's a great movie to watch with the family or with some friends, but it may not may not seem so great if you watch it alone. Scene, he said scene. Okay. It's about Christmas. And no one should be alone on Christmas. I liked it not for the hilarious comedy, but for the storyline. Okay, okay, our movies. Okay, Redditor. It was great overall. Any way you look at it, this he has to be a troll. 
There's no way. That dude, no, that's like that's too detailed to be a troll, man. That's he a says lot of depth. The devil's rejects cannibal holocaust holocaust alpha dog. Yeah. Since I don't believe it. That's a that's a good troll though there, man. That that guy's like IMDB existence level. is like like an art piece. That's really cool. Mad props. Thanks. Uh, that guy's yeah. comment was more entertaining than this movie. Twelve out of nineteen people found this review helpful. Twelve out of nineteen. Seven. Seven of them. Nope. Nope. Didn't help me out there, nope. Greg and Co. Didn't help me out. Um, what do you what do you say we wrap it up? Yeah. Put a put a nice big Christmas bow tie on this bad bitch. So I'll start because I know that you're gonna have a, a little bit of a a hard time. All right. I'm gonna let you let you ruminate on your your sure, arguments. Sure, sure, sure. All right. But um, as you probably see, fellow audience member, this film is a um a very black hole of of humanity. It is not a thing that should have been created, but. Paul Feig decided to say, hey, there's a paycheck, and I'm hot off the office. Let's just make a movie. And he decided to make this cancerous film, and he thought, hey, I do TV shows. (laughs) I could do a movie. It's just an extended episode. And what he does is just try to make a episode of any tv show and make it into a 90 minute movie and it's all over the place it's so the gags are absolutely awful there is no setup in any of the jokes like even the setups that you did get like with the aquaman with the fat kid and this i show you not this was in the film he was like fat kid's whole shtick was that he liked aquaman action figure thing and he was weird because he was he liked it and he's like 12 years old so he shouldn't mm-hmm. like action figures and that shit you not when he's trying to get a christmas tree and he doesn't have any money he presents aquaman figurine mm-hmm. and gives it to the man and for some reason the man just says fuck it here's a goddamn hundred dollar christmas tree for a stupid fucking Aquaman figure. I don't know if that was meant to be funny, but I, I, I just think it was just some sort of let's wrap this shit up. Yeah. And it is, which goes hand in hand with how there is just a misunderstanding of how just basic plot structure, mm-hmm. not knowing anything about act one, like having rising action falling, you know, climax, Falling action, like everything led up to the chase scene, um, to the uh, the lodge when they're gonna finally meet up with mm. Jesse Eisenberg's sister, yeah. and you would have you would have thought that's the end of the fucking movie, but there was a god there's goddamn thirty minutes like left wrapping shit up. It was all just wrapping shit up, just tying them those loose ends if you can even call them tying up loose ends. Mm-hmm. And he just, like, at the end of the day, Paul Feig is just, is not a director, and that's his, that is his problem. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know how to direct movies. He just 
places a camera in front of people and says, <clears throat> go for it. And then, then he gives it to the editor and says, hey, figure it out. <laughs> Put this puzzle together. Yep. And well, that's why he's the worst director. He's worse than Tim Burton. <laughs> what is the job of a director? <laughs> what if I will pose this question to you? Don't try to Movies don't have to be art. What if a movie can be a job? Now, follow me on this journey. Because how many people that were in this movie were unemployed before <laughs> the movie? You're going this route, you motherfucker. Fuck you. How, Fuck you so hard many right now, dude. Fuck off. Broken people. <laughs> Just, just, uh, they just missed their last credit card payment. Uh, <laughs> just everything is falling apart. They can't pay for daycare for their kids. And here comes Paul Feig, generous, kind, uh, oh, no. strong Paul Feig. Off, he, from above, hands down this golden ticket to a possibly a future career. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> definitely a paycheck, <laughs> lots of paychecks least. from this movie. Um, and, 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 and after is all said and done after everybody's paid, after there's food on the table <laughs> for their children, there's a, there's a new Christmas movie out kids. Let's go see the new Christmas movie with the kids in the airport and a family on Christmas Eve goes to the theater and sees unaccompanied minors. And for just an hour and a half, they can escape the darkness, the post nine 11 reality of the world. And they can just evaporate into the silver screen with Paul Fee. Yes. They can, they can witness something more horrible than nine 11 <laughs> for 90 minutes. Let me finish my fucking piece here, man. <laughs> Sorry. And they can escape the mundane reality, uh, the the terror, the horrors of of, of uh, war in Iraq, uh, and and people got paid, and you can escape for an hour and a half with your family on Christmas Eve, and just have a good time. And that's that's I I think more good has come from this film. Shut the fuck Man, up. bad. Hey, I already lost my soul. I can do whatever the fuck at this point. Um, that's, I mean, yeah, I think, I think, uh, and not only that, it, it set him on the trajectory can, can I just say one of thing giving us cool. bridesmaids. Yeah. This, the budget of this movie was 26 million and it made modest, a, made a 29.9 million. A profit. That is not a profit. Yeah, that's true with the marketing budget. Yeah. I mean, that's lower than the fucking budget. 21 is less than... I thought you said, oh, I thought you said 29. No, 21.9 wow. million. 21.9. Well, yeah. roughly three or four million people went to the theater and saw this film. And they were able to escape for a little bit. And <laughs> when they left... They walked right back into the horror of reality that was 2006. (sighs) Just give them 11 years and they'll they'll see what the world is like. 
you know, as you were saying how like you were just loving me, loving loving seeing me just struggle so hard mm-hmm. with Tim Burton. Yeah. It is it's pretty sweet to see it's, what we do. It's doing. a pretty sweet nugget, ain't it? Yep. <laughs> um but yeah. Oh so is there is there any um Anything, any last thoughts you want to say about Uncomplicated Minds before we uh, uh, cut this no, off? No, man. This movie's cancer. <laughs> this movie is a cancerous <laughs> In all honesty, plague man. nightmare. Um, God, man. I just, I just, it, there's so very little to take away. I mean, I really thought I was going to have it easy, man. But if like the next couple Feig movies are like on this level, I don't know, dude. Because I feel like I've already lost. The only like silver lining is that the next two Tim Burton movies we have coming up mm-hmm. are fucking stinkers, man. They're real bad. <laughs> like one of them is, yeah. An abomination of one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, which I think might be our next episode. Mm. Uh, but yeah, man, that's, uh, I think that's about all I got. All right, cool. I mean, I want to start off strong, so I guess I'd, I, I used a, an ace, which is unaccompanied minors. Boy, and yeah, boy. that was an ace in the hole, man. Yeah, <laughs> really sunk that. So yeah, so do we have any uh, any plugs? Uh, yeah, like I said uh, last time, I think if you guys go to stickerfridge.com uh, to get to Amazon, if you oh, just like right. think yeah. about that in your head, like any time that you're like, I need to go to Amazon, mm. do it by way of Sticker Fridge, and that would help us out immensely you don't mm. have to do anything else other than clicking clicking a link on the website and it helps us out a lot mm-hmm. uh helps us fund uh doing these awful podcasts um and making uh helping the sticker fridge guys make uh videos and things like that For so sure. yeah. uh yeah and check out revenge of the sequel mm. uh blank is the killer uh fam films um Film films, I think there is a two-part best of 2017 thing up that is probably pretty cool. Mm. Um, yeah, what else? Uh, what else going on? Um, I think that's it. I think that's uh, I think that's it. Um, but in all seri- seriousness, um, from our from our family to yours, you know, we want to yeah. wish you a very merry Christmas and ho- happy holidays, even though we're stuck in hell. Yeah, guys. Um, uh, from down here, yeah. uh, from down under in our uh, slightly warm, uh, tiny little concrete room. Hope you guys have and had a great Christmas. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and stick with us for the rest of this uh, very torturous season. For sure. It's going to be rough, I know. Guys. I know 2017 seems like hell, but uh, yeah. it's not as bad as watching Unaccompanied Minors. That is true. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, oh, guys. Oh, and... Uh, yeah. Oh, quick shout out to David. Thank you for um drawing us uh our um out, our, our our cover art. Yeah, the yeah. art looks fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um from what we've seen down here it looks fucking great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thanks, man. Uh that's about it, I think. All right. Well we'll see you guys I guess whenever whenever we somehow make it to another In one. uh twenty eighteen, I guess, right? Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. See ya. See ya. Of Skittles and Slurpees and Eskimos